Welcome to another episode of the Modern Facilities Management Podcast, brought to you by Strata. I'm your host, Griffin Hamilton. This is the show where I interview industry experts who share their stories, strategies, and insights into modern day facilities management. From hospitality to commercial real estate and everything in between, we'll learn what it really takes to succeed as a facilities manager. Welcome to another episode of the Modern Facilities Management Podcast. Today, I've got Martha Weidman with me. Martha, how you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks, Griffin. Thanks for having me on the show. Of course. Thanks for coming on. Well, I know we were talking a little bit offline, um, but to give the audience a little context, why don't you tell everyone uh, who you are and what exactly you do? I'm Martha Weidman. I am the CEO and co-founder of Nine Dot Arts. We are a corporate art consulting and curating company. We work with commercial real estate facilities, healthcare facilities, um, hospitality environments all over the United States and um, in countries outside as well. So we've worked in five different countries, 35 states, and we are a national solution to the question of how do you tell a story and create a visual brand through supporting local artists. So that'll be my first question. <laughs> How do you do that through supporting local artists? Well, we have spent six years building a database of artists, uh, primarily focused on artists in the U.S., but we've had an interest from actually all over the world. So what that has created is this ability for us to be able to search, find, tag, and locate uh, artists who are within the vicinity of any of the projects that we're working on. And the reason that's important, um, there are some you know, really important feel-good social impact uh, reasons that that makes a lot of sense. Because when you are doing a renovation or when you are updating a property, you want to think about how you are getting buy-in from the local community. And it's really hard to do that with things like carpet or furniture or tables. But with art, it's actually a really easy way to engage the audience. And can it be really helpful in retaining talent, attracting and hiring, and a long-term creating a place that people want to be. So that's one of the, the main reasons it's, it's this social impact. Um, and then the second that's important is just from a logistic standpoint. And I figure that as uh, facilities and property managers, also you'd appreciate just thinking through the supply chain logistics. So rather than having things shipped across from overseas, right, you're using a local community and that can, uh, when managed properly, really reduce lead times and uh, reduce the, the overhead lift of creating a site-specific installation that's highly successful in the environment because you're working with people who are right there. Yeah, that is that is absolutely amazing. And how did you get into the industry? What sparked this idea and this passion? Well, my business partner and I actually met at a firm called McGrath & Braun, and we worked there in our early 20s and learned everything that we could from the women who founded it. And that uh, p company changed hands right before the recession. And during the recession, there was nowhere to hide. So uh, that company ended up dissolving, but we bought the three existing contracts from that business, built Nine Dot Arts, and then one of our first major clients uh, was a big facility renovation and we were able to bring in our mentors the women who had originally founded that former company and they came back out of retirement to work for us so it all came back full circle um, had a great experience and uh, feel really blessed to be able to learn from such experts 
Yeah, absolutely. And so uh, a majority of our guests are the ones running and managing the facilities and properties uh, for their organizations. And so tell me more about the relationships that, that you foster with property managers and facilities managers out there. Well, a lot of times when you're in, you know, when you're in facilities, when you're in property, you, there is definitely going to be um, a responsibility for maintaining an image, right? Maintaining a, a, everything should be in ship shape order, you know, and, and really put together. So to maintain a put together, well-maintained image, you've got to think about every detail. And that includes the artwork. So a lot of times, one of the common things that we find in uh, facilities or even in property management is that we'll get calls when uh, there's going through a renovation or an improvement project. Uh, and then also just thinking about how do you work with an existing art collection. So maybe you inherited this collection of thousands or hundreds or even a dozen artworks, maybe exterior or interior. What are they worth? What are they? And do you need to keep them? Do you keep them? Do you maintain them? Do you invest into getting them up to snuff? Or do you need to look at a deaccession, which is the fancy art word for let's get rid of it now? Uh, so, you know, we really help people in facilities and people in property management work through those questions, uh, particularly around that, what is it and what do I do with it? Right. Uh, yeah. Interesting. And so when you initially start working with a new customer, uh, you go in and you just assess their current situation. And then how is that, I guess, what is the role that the property manager plays? Or are they really relying on you? How does that relationship typically work? Well, I mean, a lot of times the property manager is hiring us for expertise. Mm. So they might be stuck with a problem that they're not quite sure how to solve or need to get some expertise in. For example, you don't want to get rid of something that holds quite a lot of value, right? So you don't mm -hmm. want to start just like throwing things away. Or you know that you need to do a renovation. You know that you've got uh, to put a facelift on this building to get it up to speed. You've got new tenants moving in, whatever the case may be. And if you want to really up the ante, you've got to think about the finishing touches. So typically a property manager would bring us in to help provide uh, some vision and solutions for those finishing touches. And that could mean an existing collection. It could mean starting from the ground up. Mm -hmm. Got it. Uh, it certainly makes sense there. And so uh, taking it a step further is at the end of the day, property managers and facilities managers, they want the building one aesthetically to, to look great, but also create a warm environment for their occupants and making sure that, you know, there's not turnover there and the occupants are there long term. And so what kind of impact does um, does artwork and just the uh, I, I guess the feeling around the facilities have on on turnover and uh, I guess the culture of that building. Well, art is one of the most powerful tools that you have to leverage engagement in a property. I mean, think of walking into a place that, you know, doesn't have anything really stand out. What are you going to remember? And art can be that tool to create this out of the box experience, this out of the box use for what might have been an, an empty corner now becomes this unique installation that people want to visit. It might spark interest for um, even a larger project down the road, but something that gets you to think differently, right? How can you repurpose an old or an uninspired space by creating something that's 
truly different. How can you engage artists and cultural creatives and, and communities, sometimes even in the process, right? Thinking through the design, putting out calls for entry, and really getting people invested in the outcome of this idea. And so depending on the property, you know, we'll be selective about which steps we go through that are appropriate and how public you want your calls to be. Uh, but at the end of the day, when people are invested in the process, when you've got a committee who's invested in the process, they're going to be the ones that tell that story, that carry it forward, and ultimately, you know, come back to be the champions uh, for that building and that property. Yeah, and so there's another point you made earlier as far as the different types of industries that you guys have worked with, and you mentioned it being a global uh, presence that you guys have. So tell me the differences that you've seen and what you've learned over the years working with different industries, working with different cultures uh, from across the globe. Hmm. Well, I think that every industry and every culture values distinctiveness is it's really about what makes this place unique how is it different from all of the others like it mm -hmm. and so there's really no limit to how you can advance that concept through original thought and through creativity and through art for example uh, when we when we first started working in healthcare one of the reasons that people in healthcare hired us was because we had experience in hospitality. And the people in healthcare wanted a stay to feel like you were in a comfortable, calm home in a residential type environment. And so it's funny that each industry kind of pulls design trends from the other in order to stay ahead of things. And then one of the things that started happening in large-scale development projects, even in industrial, we were doing big murals so you could see a building from the interstate. And then large-scale corporate offices, so, well, that's, that's pretty unique, right? I want people to know about our office building. And it almost becomes this uh, way of branding your building almost like signage, but Mm -hmm. Signage has so many strings attached with policy and logos. Art is a very unregulated, so it's completely different in how you approach it. So each industry, each vertical pulls from the other. You know, hotels, ho hotels a lot of times lead the way on the cutting edge, mm -hmm. and then others will follow on what is the latest in particularly residential trends because those are the places that people generally feel the most calm and um, at home. And so you're trying to replicate that experience. In an office environment, maybe you want to stimulate thought. There might be places where you want people to calm down and slow down and be more meditative. So you're actually designing through art solutions that can shift your behavior. That's that's fascinating, and it makes me sit and think about you know just the facilities that I work in and, and where I'm going on a day to day basis, and really what what does catch your attention. And until you sit back and think of the open environment and the artwork and the color selection, even you don't really realize the impact that it has subconsciously. And so that that's really really fascinating there. 
Yeah, I mean, think about a journey through, let's say you've got a really large property and you have those corridors that feel like they go on forever, right? People can feel disoriented and lost. So how are you going to help them have an experience that drives traffic in an appropriate way that feels like you have a destination, you know where you're going. So art can be this form of wayfinding. It's a tool to, to help you feel calm and relaxed on what might otherwise feel like an endless journey through a lengthy corridor. Yeah. And so um, I guess switching gears here a little bit as far as um, you know, what's changed over the last year and a half. Obviously, you know, the world is going through uh, quite a bit of change and especially in the workplace. How has that impacted you guys and where does that come into play um, as you guys look forward? Is that changing uh, how you guys are working with property and facilities managers? Well, one of the recent articles that we published is called Big Art is in Big Demand. And what we saw during COVID was this emphasis on large scale art installations for a few reasons. One, you can put them outdoors. Uh, and so because they could go outdoors, you could actually create activations to keep your building relevant at a time when we may not all be able to gather inside. Uh, and then the most important factor is that when you are looking at large scale artwork, you're generally standing pretty far back. Viewing distance and social distance go hand in hand. So that was uh, definitely a win scenario. And of course, when you're thinking about the scale and impact, you could, let's say, be looking at a really expensive uh, finished material, let's say a, a finished tile um, that's quite expensive or stone that's quite expensive for the side of your building. Or you could do a custom commission mural and do it on the base material uh, and have a, you know, a less expensive base, like a, a concrete or something very simple, even a CMU, and have a really unique, engaging installation that's done with paint. And gets written about and talked about and Instagrammed about, and then everyone notices your property. So it's just a way of thinking differently in how you approach certain solutions. Yeah, and, and getting creative is, has been a common theme on, on this show where there's not always the, going to be the same problems day in and day out. In fact, that's that rarely occurs, and that's why people are geared towards facilities. And so thinking outside of the box is uh, a requirement here. And so that is a great example where you have to get creative on adding value to your property and um, creating buzz about the physical building because that, that truly does make a difference there. Mm-hmm. And so uh, with with that, um, what would you say as far as a time frame um, is concerned? When is the best time to undergo this type of project? Because you've brought up renovations several times. Is that primarily when you guys go in and do uh, most of your work? Most of our projects are new build or reno uh, because those are typically going to unleash uh, capital, a capital budget that would include uh, some upgrades like artwork. But it's not the only time that we could get involved. Sometimes we even have districts that hire us to create a new brand or placemaking project for an entire neighborhood or an entire downtown district. And that's going to be public art installations that happen over time. When you think about managing a building, it's usually going to we're usually going to come in as part of a capital plan, a capital renovation. 
And that might be uh, from a timeline perspective, let's say you're trying to get your budget approved for property improvements, you're probably putting together your budgets right now for what you're gonna do next year. So usually in the September, October timeframe, we'll hear from people who are thinking about what are their projects for 2022. We'll help to develop a budget, understand the scale of how to get involved, and then the implementation, uh, really to be thoughtful about it, you wanna give at least six months. Mm -hmm. And that's you know if you're doing just an existing building art installation update. If you're gonna have us be part of a larger new build effort, on those, we're typically involved at 60% schematic design. So on some of our projects, you know, when we're doing like a, a micro district, we might be involved for three or four years. Wow, that long of a project. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, you know, that um, one example, just to give you a, a sense of scale would be to think about the dairy block project that we worked on. That one is a, a way that we use placemaking to really impact the local community in a multitude of different ways with different types of installations. So that one is an adaptive reuse project. It was an entire city block in an urban environment. It included a 1920 Windsor Dairy, the former dairy downtown. It also included the firehouse and some, at the time, what were vacant parking lots. And then there was a micro district created where new architecture and new infrastructure was put into those vacant lots. And that ultimately um, composed 250,000 square feet of blended office space, event space, meeting space, and included an independent 172 room Maven hotel, 392 underground parking spaces, and then this milk market, which is this uh, open market featuring food and drink venues, restaurant, bar, coffee shop, art gallery, and then this awesome activated pedestrian alley with murals, interactive art, and maker shops. And we worked with the developers on that project um, almost four years prior to opening, so when it was still you know, it was still dirt for the new builds. And that uh, building features more than 700 works of art, all created by local artists. Wow, that is incredible. So I guess before we, um, we, we wrap it up here, um, what would you say would be a quick win that a property manager, facilities manager could have um, in the effort to begin this process of um, beautifying their, their building and uh, beginning to put art in front of mind here? Well, I think um, murals are and will continue to be uh, a great trend as well as sculptural installations because both of those stand out as being very distinctive. So mm -hmm. anyone who walks through that building will realize that this is not you know, some cheap poster. They'll know that this is truly something crafted by hand, something that's truly unique. And when you think about just the technical standpoint of a mural, that's going to take up a, a large massing. And so you can value that concept by thinking, what would you do in its place? Would you have an expensive wall covering? Would you have an expensive stone finish? And so then you actually can have you know, some cost justification methods of doing a unique application. Uh, so I think that that's a great way to start with a building is how do you conceptualize something large scale, high impact, um, that's a paint finish that's quite different. Yeah, love it.
well, before I, I let you go, I have one question that I, I always ask people. So who or what has had the biggest impact on your career? Oh, um, well, I'm going to go with biggest impact on my life and okay. career in general, and that would be my grandma, Emma Lou Buckler. She's from Mississippi. I spent almost every weekend with her when I was a little girl, and she told me, baby, you can do anything. So I love her because she gave me that sense of self-worth and purpose that allowed me to pursue my dreams and pursue my passion. So I was very grateful that I had someone like that in my life um, to inspire me into the future. You lit up when I asked you that. So that was, uh, <laughs> didn't even think twice about it. Absolutely loved that. And I didn't hear any Southern accent in the entire conversation until <laughs> then. And being from the South, that was quite impressive. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, thanks. I worked real hard on it. So it just comes out when I want to and just get it on demand. <laughs> that is great. Well, uh, Martha, thank you so much for, for coming on. Where can people reach out to you and where can they find you? Yeah, so I'm on LinkedIn. You can find me there, Martha Weidman. Also, check us out. Nine.arts is our website. Nine.arts.com, uh, all spelled out. N-I-N-E-D-O-T-A-R-T-S.com. We'd love to hear from you. Well, perfect. Well, I'm going to certainly include that in the show notes here. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to come on. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you and look forward to staying in touch. Thank you, Griffin. All right. Take care. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Modern Facilities Management Podcast. Make sure to subscribe for future episodes and visit our website, stratumcommunity.com for more facilities management content.